0: From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today.
1: Whoa. What's going on, man? I'll tell you what's going on, dude. I've been deathly ill. And I mean, <laughs> I don't normally. Dude, get we sick. both got
2: sick at like the same time.
1: I've been deathly ill. Now the audience knows we we pre-record these, right? Yeah. If you're a listener of us, you know we pre-record this, so it is something else when you come to the end of the year and you're setting your goals. Yeah. And then you get deathly ill. So one of my goals, speaking of the guest we have on today, I actually kind of took it from him when I started following his yeah. Instagram stories of of working out. One of my goals was 260 workouts. Yeah. Because I did it last year. Yep. And doing it again this year. And dude, when you're sick, (laughs) like I shared it at one of our company meetings, I tried to go sweat out the flu type type idea, you can't sweat out the flu, that that, that doesn't work. But it's it just speaks to because I mentioned before we came on the podcast, I'm reading the book Extreme Ownership. So I'm going through it again for a second time with one of my sales guys. And just that ability to have belief and take ownership, like if you don't have a huge why and take ownership for like, it's so easy to have the excuse when you he wake up at four f- When my 4.15 alarm goes off, no, dude. If you give yourself the option, <laughs> you're going back to sleep. When you're sick, you have the perfect excuse of, well, it's not healthy for me to get up. I need a rest. I need to And that's all
2: true. The doctor said to sleep.
1: But, but if you're committed to your goals. That's right, man. If you're committed to your goals. You I'm so up.
2: committed to my goals that I'm drinking uh, tea with honey, and I hate tea. What, because you're giving up coffee? No, but I, I got bronchitis, so uh, I tried well, to get well. my voice back for this. Podcast. This is my goal. This is the state-paid boys
1: who become the sick boys. That's we've, what it is. We've
2: got a living legend here on the podcast. We're going to tease that. First, we're going to read one of our recent uh, listener reviews. This one is titled Best Podcast Out There for Realtors. This comes in from LQQ. Sick username. <laughs> these, dude, these usernames on iTunes. Apparently, it's very difficult to to post a review on iTunes, so we're actually making a video of how to post a review on iTunes. We'll include it in the show notes of this show. But uh, this one, he says, he or she, QQQ, says, I've listened to all kinds of podcasts on marketing, sales, goals, et cetera, looking for one that perfectly fits the needs of a realtor, and I am in love with Stay Paid. I am constantly impressed by the caliber of content and guests these guys are putting out. They have a unique talent of always bringing it back to real estate and showing how we could apply these skills in our field. Thank you so much for all that you do, and keep up the great work. Dude, I love you, Q. Thank you, Q, 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 L, Q, Q. I practiced that username like five yeah. times, by the way. <laughs> but, hey, enough of this banter. We're going to get to this. this. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Tom Ferry, is on the podcast today. Doesn't need much of an introduction, but for those of you who don't know, he is the number one real estate educator in the world, a two-time best-selling author, the founder and CEO of Ferry International and the host of The Tom Ferry Show. Tom, welcome to State Pay. Thanks for being on the podcast.
3: I appreciate the opportunity, guys. Thanks for allowing me to contribute.
2: Yeah, man, it's awesome to have you. So, I, everybody who's been following our park,
1: podcast knows my brother got into real estate like three years yep. ago. And, you know, it's, in, and I've been kind of sharing about his journey. So, I call him early this morning. I said, Guess what, dude? I'm, I'm interviewing Tom Ferry today. He's like, What? <laughs> Dude, he's like, you're interviewing freaking Tom Ferry? (laughs) I was like, yeah, dude, I'm interviewing Tom Ferry. So... (laughs) I don't know if the audience knows this. I mean, I've been following Tom for so long now. Obviously, here at Reminder Media, we work with a lot of real estate agents. So I get so much of my inspiration. I I use him in the morning meetings. Tom, I have to admit to you, man, I use you as motivation, both from education, but also motivation of, man, I got to be like, I got to beat this guy. I got to beat this (laughs) guy. I got to be as good as Tom. So I use you both ways. But because you have just been such an influence in the real estate industry, I'm 31 years old. You know, I've been following Tom for a long time now, you know, learning about his stuff and really taking to heart and trying to practice it and trying to put it into implementation. It's really been you know, a huge thing here for us at Reminder Media to really put into practice the principles that you've coached over the years. So I'm super excited to have you on. I'm excited to hear, you know especially for all the new agents, because I tend to work with a ton of new agents and everybody sure. feels like they're on the hamster wheel and they can't get off that hamster wheel. And I'm excited to hear your take on how can agents go from being on a hamster wheel where their business is running them to really where they can run their business and they can live what you say is like a life by design and not a life by default. But I figured we could start just for the few people who are listening that maybe have never heard of you. If you could introduce yourself and really share about your journey and how you got into coaching, how you got to where you're at today and what you're really working on and what you're pushing for today.
3: Listen, um, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a husband uh, of 26 years to the same person, married her three times. I've got two, you know, relatively adult kids, 18 and 20. Uh, we're a company today of about 370 people between our coaches and our internal team, and and you know, it's it's nice to receive the accolades of number one and Stephon Swanpool and the Swanpool Report is is obviously very kind, and we feel like we do a really good job. But at the end of the day, like I am just like insanely passionate about helping people move forward. And even that sounds like BS, like when you hear it, like if you don't know me and you have no context, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. He's just another motivational dude, except I'm publishing right now, my cell phone number and giving it to people. And I've literally received in the last, I don't know, two weeks, something around 7,000 text messages, mostly that say, is this really Tom? Wow. And I say, you know, I'll send, I'll like send him a video back. Like, Hey, what's up, Josh? It's me. Dude, I like the fart noise you did in episode 114, <laughs> and and people freak out. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, how to scale trust, how to touch more people, how to have greater impact at this stage of my career mm. versus in the beginning. Mm. So, kind of backstory really fast. If you if you don't know who I am, uh, some people were raised on milk and cookies. Uh, I was raised in Southern California on surf, skate, punk rock was kicked out of both parents' houses, was kicked out of four different high schools, nice. graduated with a GED. I was always incredibly focused just on the wrong stuff. And and I made the decision at 18 with literally a purple mohawk working at a grocery store from midnight to nines that this was not my passion. This is not what I wanted to do. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go run my dad's company. And, and literally two days later, he comes walking in. If you guys know who my dad is, he's a legend in this space and has brought so much discipline to our industry and done so many, so much good for so many people. I walked in and I'm like, dad, I want to run your company. Now for context, he had kicked me out a year and a half earlier and I hadn't spoken to him yet. And I've got like a purple, you know, Mohawk and a Bauhaus t-shirt, which, you know, purple Mohawk for this fret, you know, freckles is not a good look. I figured that out later, (laughs) but he literally said to me, when the drugs wear off, come talk to me. And as the joke goes, I waited four hours and the drugs wear off. And I, I came back to him the next day and said, this is what I think I could do. I can come in and I could be the receptionist, then I could work in accounting, then I could go into logistics, then I can go into sales. And then from sales, I go to marketing, marketing to being the president. And and I did that, except it took me nine years. And I was able to take this, this really fantastic family business and almost turn it into like a science project, trying to figure out what worked and what didn't. And you know, myself and my executive team and and all of us that worked there. Took that little company from three million to forty-five million in a matter of six years, and when you have that kind of jump,
1: that's amazing. It is.
3: It's. I mean, it's life-changing for the family. And and what happened was I was able to scale the way he was operating his business beyond just you know never knowing where you're going to be the next day. Kind of the hamster wheel that you mentioned with with agents. The same things I did there. The same things I did with my own business. It's the same stuff I'm teaching top teams, CEOs of companies, mortgage, insurance, real estate, and everything else and individual agents that want to build a business by design. Mm. So really that's that's what we do today. We coach, you know, thousands of agents all over the world. I've got 187 coaches in like five different countries. We do 30 or 40 events a year. Um I do a lot of content. Um I do it all for free. There's no like paid stuff, like paid gate prospect or you know, content etc. Um my belief is, you know, the people that that resonate with your message like what you guys are doing the people that resonate, they become a part of your tribe and then your job is to serve your tribe. And that's all I focus on every day.
2: That's amazing. I mean, the, the, the um, taking that company and then I guess from there, then you, you branched out and you started your own thing. And this is kind of, when did that Correct. begin with Tom Ferry International?
3: You know, not, not a knock against my father. I'm always grateful for him and, you know, we have dinner all the time and hang out. We are just very different. The, the people that knew us knew that like I had a certain approach and he had a certain approach, but I honored the fact that his name was on the door. He was the founder of the company. It was his methodology. So I did everything in my power, if you will, to, to be the orchestrator and producer of more of that. But after a while, like my heart was just like, look, I just think there's a different way to do it. When I was looking at the very beginning of, of, of starting this company, at that time, I was coaching 16 of the top 100 agents on the original Real Trends top 100 list. And you know what those guys and gals had in common? almost nothing. Mm. Starting from a marketing and lead generation standpoint, it was all over the board. And it was the first time Josh as a marketer. You'll appreciate this. I wrote down, there's no wrong way to generate a client. Right. The key is to build a repeatable and scalable practice of whatever lead source you're going to work. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like, and when I wrote that down and then you know, months later started my own company, that became sort of the cornerstone value that, look, you want to do open houses? Great. Let's just do it better. You right. want to do online lead generation? Great. Let's do it better. You want to do geographic farming? You want to do direct mail? Like like we're a fan of ephemeralization, right? Get a lot out of a little without spending another dime. Like that's
1: my mindset. Dude, that is like – there's a huge golden nugget. There's a couple of huge golden nuggets in yeah. there. But one golden nugget I want to point out to people that I don't know if people are catching. The ability to stay true to yourself and what you believe in, like when you build a foundation of your life, it like – Like so much so you I mean you leave a family company of forty five million, not in a bad way, probably in a great way. But I mean that is huge. Like Tom's leaving a forty five million dollar company to go out and start his other one, true to himself of what he believes in. And that's just such a huge golden nugget of stay true to what you believe in. There's there's multiple ways to do things. And it's the idea of committing to that repeatable and scalable. I mean, just a huge golden nugget there.
2: So, talk, I mean, talk about that hamster wheel then a little bit. What are agents doing today that's sticking them on that hamster wheel? What are some of the activities that they should be doing every single day, maybe to get off of that or to take more control over their business?
3: We have probably had eighty or ninety thousand agents download the you know our business plan that we make available for free, and then you know thousands and thousands of individuals, new agents, teams, veterans, mega teams, brokerages, build it inside of our software for our coaches. Um, the simple answer is, most people a don't know where their business comes from. Secondarily, they haven't documented how they get it. So every day, every week, every month is a roll of the dice, right? Mm. I don't care how you generate clients. Document if this, then that, right? You you need to begin by extracting what works. And, and the language we use, kind of using a you know sports analogy, is run plays that work and stop doing dumb shit. <laughs> You with me?
1: Hashtag. And I,
3: when I, oh, it's, believe me, we use it all the time. And I apologize (laughs) if I offend anybody for cursing, but it's just the only way to say it, to wake you up to marketing is math. Like lead generation is math, right? I have a a 10% marketing team over here that will generate 200,000 clicks, full form, fill out, cell phone, email, yada, yada. Yes, I want more information. Then I've got a team of 30 uh, SDRs that will basically take those leads, right? Like, you know, Luke, you'll appreciate this. all the leads come in top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, you know, no interest, but just curious research phase, transactional, ready to go. And I've got a team of 30 plus SDRs that basically nurture, qualify, find it where they are, either put them in a long-term system or hand them over to one of our consultants. And then one of our consultants, they make six, seven presentations every single day. And I say, you don't have to close hard because I'm going to put I'm going to put, you know, seven people a day into your schedule to talk to, Dude,
0: that's you know, don't be fantastic. a knucklehead,
3: bring, bring value. And if they don't buy from you, I want them to say that was the most incredible value anybody's ever given to me for free. Mm. You with me? Mm-hmm. And if you do that, which we do 90, 120 days, 180 days later, when, when the timing is finally right, they're like, they raise their hand and say, Hey, that sounds cool. You guys were great. I want to get involved. Right? So marketing is math. So how does the agent solve that? Number one is go through every one of your sources of business, open house, geofarm, referral. There's 37 different online sites an agent can sign up for to get referrals and pay a referral fee. Are you on every one of them, Mm. right? If, if social matters to you and it better based on the things that we know today, what produces the best result, what frequency, what time of the day document and extract everything you do. Now I know when I say that you guys go, Yeah, because we're running this big business (laughs) serving tens of thousands of clients. Right. But I deal with solo entrepreneurs every day. I deal with CEOs that have no idea what I'm talking about. And they say, can I get somebody for marketing, you know, on the session with us so we can work on this? Mm. I say to people, look, just go on the MLS, print out your transactions and just categorize them. Past client, referral, sphere, no idea, met in an open house, you know, online lead, you know, search, paid, whatever, Zillow, Trulia, whatever you do, you know, yada, yada, I don't care. But like first do that, then ask yourself, when I'm producing the best result, what do I do? And if you just start to document how you do it, now all of a sudden an agent has awareness around the plays they run that works. Then secondarily, you say, okay, now what's my marketing plan going forward? So everyone watching or listening right now, if you're in business and business is all about innovation and marketing. If you don't have a marketing plan, I would challenge you and say, you're not even in business. Mm. If you can't say to me on the wall for the first quarter, we want this many impressions on social, this many clicks. We're going to put out this many pieces of content. We're going to do this many direct mail pieces. We're going to have this many magazines go out. We expect this return on our investment. And we're going to do this, 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 plus calls, plus If, if that isn't documented and written in front of you, what the hell are you doing every day? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're doing. You're going like this. Please, Please, real estate guy, (laughs) please find me a transaction. Now, you might argue, Tom, but the problem is I've done some of that stuff in the past. And for that, I acknowledge you. And then what happens? You get busy being a salesperson again. You go from running marketing to now taking out buyers, working with sellers, following up on deals, in the middle of negotiations. Oh, I want some time off now and then that would be nice too. Mm. So the argument I'm making is you either outsource it, guys like you and other solutions – right? That's smart. We know agents hate hate to pay for things. And I understand that because I don't know many entrepreneurs that in their mind, certainly in the beginning stages, especially being south of a million dollars in revenue that want to pay for anything. But I know you'll pay a 25% referral fee for any layup transaction any day of the week. Mm. So the reality is you have at least 25% that you can say, now, am I going to pay it upfront? Am I going to pay it on the back end? Am I going to hire someone who's going to do my lead nurturing as an example? Am I going to hire someone who's going to set up my email if this, then that programs? Like, The world doesn't need another small, high-stressed, not-enough-income salesperson. Amen.
1: (laughs) Amen. Get that commission breath.
0: Relationships are the key to success. Right now, everyone in your database knows three to five people who need what you sell. So, how do you get those valuable referrals? By connecting consistently and meaningfully. American Lifestyle Magazine is a high-quality, 48-page publication branded to you and full of amazing content your recipients will love. It helps you stay connected with your clients and sphere, keeping you top of mind for referrals. Want to see how it works? Get your free sample of American Lifestyle magazine at ReminderMedia.com slash Stay Paid Sample. That's ReminderMedia.com slash Stay Paid Sample.
3: The three of us, you know, we're sitting here on this podcast and it's it's assumed or implied that we've done something that got us to this to this point. And yet I know you two guys know as much as I know, right? Right. When I hang up from this, I got another podcast Then I got a coaching yep. session. Then I'm going to make seven sales calls. Then I'm going to go follow up and make a presentation. Then I'm going to go hop on an airplane and go do my equivalent of an open house. And in between that, I'm going to make 700 phone calls, shoot 43 videos. That's what you do. Yeah. Right? Like there's no one that's watching this that should ever have free time.
2: Yeah. Dude, that is so good. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And we just went through this with our business And one of the things that we go through is, and it's exactly what you're saying, we look at where did all of our leads or all of our sales come from last year, what channels did they come from, what percentage of total sales was that, and then you work it all the way back to the leads And what you're saying, if it's social media- how many impressions do I need to get to get this many clicks, to get this many form fill out, to get this many calls, to get this many sales? Now, I guess the, the challenge becomes, and we see it a little bit in our business, we'll sit there and we'll do this at the beginning of the year. And then every quarter yep. it comes back around and we're like, OK, we, yep, we got the, the new quarterly numbers. right? And then every morning we're pulling those numbers and looking at it to say, where are we at? How are we pacing? How much time... Yeah. We're a big business. We've got 240 people yeah. here. How much time yeah. should a, should a solopreneur, should a, a solo agent business professional be spending every day on that piece of the business?
3: A minimum of one hour to an hour and a half every single week, every week, right? The the longer you go. And like for you guys, and certainly for us, it's a daily cadence, right? Right. And it's, and it's multiple like, Hey, how many leads do we generate? And there's a lead generation team right, that interacts with everybody else, and that's all they focus on. Then there's the appointment setting team, and they interact with everybody else, but they're looking every single day, did we get 275 new appointments in the next 24 hours, right? Like, every single day, that cadence is happening in my environment. I don't think most solo entrepreneurs will do that, but man, once a week, if you don't stop and go, I got one escrow, I got 24 buyer leads, I have no idea when any of them are gonna buy, right? I got one totally overpriced listing that won't let me do open houses. Why do I even have that listing? Do you know what I mean? If you don't stop and say, my my goal for revenue was a hundred grand, I've got to be at 25,000 every quarter, right? Which means somewhere in the range of, what was that, you know, 80 something, you know, dollar or $8,800 every month, right? If you're not looking at that, right? Again, the world doesn't need another person that doesn't achieve their goals and is stressed out all the time and has no money. Like, The bottom line is Pearson's law. Whenever you measure performance, performance improves, period, end of story. So you want to lose weight, get on the scale every day. That's great. You want to make more money, track your numbers. I have a a journal sitting over there from like 1990, right? I met my wife in 1991. And literally I was tracking every single day, how many calls, how many contacts, how many leads, how many presentations, what was my conversion percentage? What was my commission? How did that relate to my weekly, monthly and annual goal? And I did that for an entire year. And as like a 20-year-old, I made like two hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't special. I just tracked and measured. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so funny. It's like Grant Cardone one time, what he said about writing your goals down every day. And it was so impactful. He was talking about most people yep. come to the new year. And they literally do their New Year's resolution. They write down their goal. And that's the one time they do it a year. Yep. And it's like he makes yeah. his guys do it twice a day. Twice a day. And I mean, who's going to win? Yes. The person who's doing it once a year, or the person who's seeing it twice a day, every yeah. single day. Wow. I'm, I'm curious, man. Because can I? hey, oh, b- go ahead. B- before we do though,
3: can I just throw on something, yep. So that's a blank. That's a blank wall over there. Is a wall of goals, right? Over there is a television that I turned off because it's got all my daily numbers on it. Like, even if you just said, "Hey, Tom, this is this sounds cool. How do I how do I put it into action? Excel spreadsheet, Google Docs." you want to track what are the four to five most important leading indicators of your business. How many people did you talk to that you know? How many people did you talk to that you don't know? Past client sphere referral, no idea who they are. Those two numbers have to be tracked every day. How many leads did I generate and ideally break it down buyer-seller? And then how many appointments did I book? Buyer-seller. Buyer initial conversation meeting versus showing appointment. Seller, how many listing appointments? And then what was my number of sales? If you just track those and go by source and you do nothing else, I promise you, you will wake up around June, July, August of this year and you'll be like, for the first time in my life, I can predict my business. Mm. I see now that every 143 people I talk to, I make a sale. My average commission is 10000 bucks. $10,000 into 143. How do I talk to 143 people every day? So like,
2: why don't people do that? Remove yeah, that's the million I think there's dollar a million question.
3: Reasons. I, I no, I would I'd argue it's probably the ten billion dollar question, thinking about the failure rate and what that cost is mm-hmm. in real estate. I think it's a couple things. It's gonna be ambition, right? Like if you're if you're an ambitious person, everything that, that the three of us talk about makes a ton of sense, right? You're like, just get to the point, man, tell me what I gotta do. Like my drive is really strong. So ambition is one. But another big factor, guys, is exposure. Right so so you look at like a traditional insurance company, real estate company, mortgage company, anybody in sales, right? Car sales, you name it. What happens is here's your desk, here's your phone, good luck kid, you're on your own. you mm. went through training, you went through onboarding. the first 90 days is massively uncomfortable. You know nothing about the product, nothing about the customer, nothing about the market, who's the competition, all that stuff is completely blind to you. Now go sell houses.
1: Mm.
3: <laughs> you with me and what and what do most people say? Hey uh, Luke, you have a bunch of friends that you can call on? Because you know, if a couple of them decide to buy or sell, you'll be fine, right? Well, what do I say to them? How do I do it? What if seven of my friends are already real estate agents? Do you know what I mean? Like yep. nobody's talking about this. And then worse, I'm going to sit you in a cubicle environment surrounded by eight other people that never sell houses. Mm. I, had a, I had a client, Gloria Gregory, like a million years ago. She came to me. I was in Miami doing an event. She drove from Knoxville, Tennessee to Miami. I'm like, you do know they have airplanes, right? Like, she's like, I, I got a phobia of that. I'm like, okay, we'll deal with that one later. Yeah, right. I sit down with her and I'm like, so Gloria, what's your story? She's like, well, last year I did 89 transactions, all listings sold. I worked no buy side, but I'm just simply run out of time. And I'm like, first of all, congratulations, come to dinner with me. When someone is that great, fellas, I like, I get the magnifying glass out and I am like, who are you? How do you do it? You know, I try and extract to help them synthesize and codify what they can do to to run it over and over again. But then I say to her, how did you get started? She's like, do you ever see the movie coal miners daughter? She goes, that was me. I had never been on a paved road until I was like four years old. We moved to the big city when I was 18. I was already married, right? My husband was going to be a mechanic. He's like, you should figure out what you're going to do. She's walking up and down this little street and there's a bar and a real estate office. And the real, the broker owned the bar. You with me? Yep. So she walks into the bar, completely illegal, starts getting drunk at, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, talking to the broker who says, you've got a great personality. You should come sell. No hosts. way. That right? is amazing. Uh... It's it's bananas, right? <laughs> she gets licensed. And, and you know, back then, it, it, and I, it wasn't Century 1, but I was joking to call it like Century 1, good old boy Realty. <laughs> yeah. She's the only gal there, surrounded by all these guys. She goes, I walk in my first day, Tom. She goes, I'm 18 years old. And everybody's just reading the newspaper. So she's like, I thought this must be newspaper hour, <laughs> right? Like that's what people do. And she said, it wasn't until maybe three months in when I finally turned to somebody as they're reading the newspaper. Cause the only paper that was left was the advertising section, AKA the for sale by owners. And she's like, Hey, what are these? And the guy's like, Oh, those are Fizbo's. And she's like, well, why, like, why are they trying to sell on their own? And she's like, the guy's like literally said to her, cause you haven't called them yet.
2: Mm.
3: Wow. She starts calling for sale banners and, and the rest is history. She crushes it. Could you imagine if someone didn't say that to her, even though you know that that agent was full of it and they were totally screwing with a rookie agent, yeah. the unintended consequences, she became one of the best agents in the state, right? Yeah. Most new agents, it's a lack of ambition. It's a lack of exposure, mm. right? That's a big part of it. Another one is they don't understand that real estate is math, that business is math, Right, So that. they say, well, I love houses and I love people, so I'm just going to go out and I'll talk to some people and hope it'll work out. Right. The other mistake is there's this bullshit story in, in sales that is you can make a fortune only working your referrals. And my first question is, please define a fortune for me. I just hung up with my client who did 1,396 retail transactions last year, 406 million, 9.9 million in GCI. That's, that's not bad. You know, that's, that's, (laughs) um, you can't, you know, you can't live on it, but, but here's my rule. No more than 30% of your total business should come from your past clients and sphere and direct transactions. And when someone says to me, 80% of my business comes from that, I say, that's a total bummer. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're so good. And you're so selfish. Mm. You won't share you except for people that know you, like you and trust you. Like, Mm. why aren't you scaling your trust? Mm. And then we get into a whole marketing conversation. So I think it's a, it's, it's a combination of those things. Look, guys, ninety percent failure rate after ten years, eighty-seven percent failure rate in real estate after five years.
1: Dude, well, there's gotta it's got to be some. It's it's interesting. It's what you're saying. You know, it's the you know when you talk about referrals and stuff like that. You're basically saying there's so much opportunity more on the table. What I tend to coach and I get, I'd be totally. curious to get your, yeah. your opinion on this is that, you know, what I tend to get to is that, you know, and I don't, you know, mind saying it's like work by referral, right? Is, is Brian Buffini, right? And I love Brian Buffini. I yeah. think there's so much gold there, right? And I think there's so much Actually, good stuff. Yep. I love his brother, Dermot Moore. <laughs> I'm going to tell Brian that. I, I, do. don't, I don't know Brian, but I'm going to tell Brian, he loves yeah. your brother more. But the point yes. I always make to people is this, it's the, the principle of know, like, and trust, when you apply yes. that to every category, there, there are anonymous people out there that don't know you, lead generation, yep. that you want to get to know you, like you, yes. and trust you. Yes. Then you have yes. the different categories, and it's, it's all about segmentation. It's all about, I always yep. say, and I'm curious your opinion on this, the key to marketing is relevancy. Like, how relevant can you be to the person that you are talking to and how much impact can you make that's relevant. It's not about relevancy to you. It's about relevancy to them. What's important to them and 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 funnel people that way. And what I think a lot of agents make the mistake is that, and I do a webinar on this where I tell them that the problem is 87% of uh, real estate agents fail within the first five years because they focus all their time, energy and money and attention trying to fill a bucket full of these leads and they don't, they they focus on the top of the funnel and they don't know how to literally plug the holes in the bucket to get people from an anonymous state to a place where the people know them, but then they like them and then they trust them. And so they don't incorporate into their business something where I always say it's the backbone. You got to build it on relationships. You got to get people to where you have a powerful relationship with them. To where they're going to use you as an agent, I think you called it the agent of trust, is you're going to be the agent of trust in their mind. I'm curious like how you balance – like for the agents listening that are starting out because this is where my mind goes if I'm an agent listening to this is going, okay, I get – I need to be tracking what I'm supposed to be doing. I get that I need to get people in every category to know, like, and trust me. Like where should I go? What weapon should I use? What tool should I start out with? Yeah.
3: Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: What's your opinion there to help facilitate these principles?
3: You want to be 50-50 or two-thirds, one-third, tried and true to brand building, scaling trust, and and Luke, you you know, you say you know no like trust. I say what I want is familiarity that is only created by frequency. When I add in relevant information, I get trust. You with me? Yep, like I want to, I want them to go. Oh, that's Josh. I want I want. Every agent that I work with to be walking through a grocery store and people to walk up and go, dude, I watch your stuff all the time. You're killing it.
2: Or, hey, my
3: kid, my kid and I were <laughs> right. Like, and I, and I say that to people like that's in, it's funny, like that was in my goals 10 years ago.
2: Mm, like really? Not
3: kidding. Right. Very like I want it. Like I want to be the most recognizable person in my space. They can love me or love hate that. me. I don't care. Yep. Mm. You with me? Mm-hmm. So. So, again, tools, you've got to have a great CRM. It doesn't matter which one you pick. They're all the same right? Just pick which one is free that your broker gives you. That's the first thing. Second, you got to have an email service provider, right? So how are you going to send out your emails in an automatic way? Cause that's again, familiarity created through frequency. Mm. Email marketing is a 3,500% return on investment. As of right now, it is, it is one of the biggest mistakes that people make. And they say, well, I don't want to send an email every week. And I'm like, Okay, why? They're like, well, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, so it's not that you don't want to, you don't know what to say. Well, are you familiar with the internet? <laughs> Hottest trends in real estate in South Carolina today. And like, someone's already written the article. You can just repurpose the article. You can quote the article, right? Like, it's not that complicated. And I'm sure you can buy somebody's off the shelf, you know, if this, then that email solution. You can do sure, that as well. Sure. So those, those first two things. Secondly, I'm going to tell you that the agents that win have a couple of things in common. So for everyone watching or listening, this would be my face-to-face sit down with you. Number one, your database, you should be converting 10% of everyone in your database annually. So if you got 100 people, that's 10 transactions. If you've got 1,000 people, that's 100 transactions. Why? Because the average person moves every 10 years. So if you're not doing that, that means you're not familiar enough, frequent enough, relevant enough for them to trust you, and they're going to somebody else. Make sense? Mm -hmm. That's number one, 10% conversion on your database. Second thing is geographic farming today, and I know what you guys do supports it insanely well. Geographic farming is as good, if not better, than your database today, and here's why. Number one, I can predict my sales price. I cannot predict my sales price with my database. I was dealing with a client over the holidays who's like, I sold more houses in 2019 than I did in 2018, and I made less money. And I said, I already know the answer. You only work referrals, and you have no control over your sales price.
2: Mm. Sense? Yeah.
3: So geographic farming, what do you do? You go to where you already do transactions. You take your MLS the last five years. You look at it on an Excel spreadsheet. You upload it into Google Maps, and Google's going to go, here's where you sell houses. And then you look for the clusters and you make it really big and you're like, wait, that's Irvine Terrace, that's Crystal Cove, that's Crystal Bay. God, I do a lot of business there. Then if you're really smart, you take your entire database, you upload that into Google Maps as well. And then you find where you have influence, not just transactions, but you know people in those areas. When you meld the two of those, picking a farm becomes very easy, provided there's a 4 to 6% turnover rate. And the only time I accept 4% is you have a million dollar average sales price. Anything less than that, you want a 6% annual turnover, you know, properties being sold. Those are the first two. Number three, if you're not crushing open houses, you are missing the mark today.
0: Mm.
3: I love when I talk to some of my veteran friends. Oh, God, I don't want to do open houses anymore. And then I say... I'm like, you might want to Google the name Andy C, T-S-E. Andy made about $11 million in GCI in 2019, which, you know, again, you can't live on it. It's hard to live off of that, to be honest. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah, well, he lives in California. He pays 52% tax. He's got four kids. He's got, you know, four salespeople on his team, and he's got three administrators. Trust me, he's doing okay. (laughs) His entire business is the first three things I just told you. This guy documented he, he teaches open houses to a lot of people yep. in our networking community, and any one of you could just Google him and you could see him on my YouTube channel. This is a guy that will take his family on vacation to Hawaii. Open houses are so important. He will fly back on the red eye, do an open house Saturday, do an open house Sunday, fly back to Hawaii, and enjoy the time with his family. Now, you might say, Dude, that's, that's insane.
1: That's commitment. And, and
3: he, yeah, he would say to you, now, you guys ready? Google this. And he did last year nearly 30 percent of every closed piece of business in Saratoga, California with an average sales price of 2.5 million.
2: he did 30 percent. He's number of
3: he's number, 13 or, number 13 or 14 on The Wall Street Journal top team list. He's a beast database, database, geographic farm, all of Saratoga getting two direct mail pieces a month. You with me? Yeah, open houses nonstop right? He knows every pocket listing that could be controversial with people these days with all the different rules, but you know what I mean? Yep. They door knock before the open house and his open houses have no hours. If it's one o'clock and it goes from one to three and no one shows up, they close the door and they go do another one. If they get there and it goes from one to four, five, six, seven, eight, as long as people are coming in, they don't stop. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Number four, every good agent today has a paid search plan. Right? So whether it's paid search for your name, competitor's name, real estate in your town on Google, Bing is like a pink tie, like nobody does it, so you should do that too and there actually are some Bing users out there. Yeah. Paid search on Facebook, paid search on LinkedIn, paid search on Instagram, paid search on YouTube, paid search on Zillow, Realtor, etc. like paid search. You got to have a strategy for this cuz if I'm a buyer today and I'm in the research phase, Generally speaking, I go to this. And if I don't see you, you don't exist. Mm. Including, including your database, which is why most people aren't at 10% conversion because they're not where the consumers are. Yeah, the attention. And then the last one, 100%. And then the last one, number five, is you got to have a social plan. So I know you guys, we all kind of follow each other. Yep. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but in uh, when the algos changed in October of last year, right? The algorithms changed on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, like everything changed. Everything that used to work stopped working. All of our social media people are
1: nodding their heads right now. (laughs) Right? So, so for all my friends that are
3: doing this, so you know what I did? I called three or four of my, my buddies that are at, you know, big media companies, called some friends at Facebook, called somebody at Google. And here's what everybody said, three to four extra content. Hmm. And I was like, is that simple? Now, Brenda, who's sitting right next to me, Courtney, who's my social media manager. Like if literally guys, if I put the display of from, you know, uh, social sprout, sprout, social, whatever, and every every other way that we track, we three X'd every channel on content, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, like Twitter, the whole nine yards. But we seven X'd impressions and reach. Wow. And didn't drop, didn't drop in terms of having a bunch of unsubscribers, we dramatically increase subscribers because this thing is really busy now, people. Yep, It's really busy. And we're tracking right down to best day, best time of the week, et cetera, et cetera. Like all that detail. So I know for an agent, that's a lot. Go back through where your transactions came from. Then look at what we refer to as five to thrive, what I just discussed there. Upload all your transactions in your database into Google Maps. Get a sense of what your reach is. Get a sense of where you already have trust, like where you should be marketing. And then I really want you to think, right, in 2020, just like in 2010, just like when my grandmother, Liz Wesley, sold homes in 1955 in Huntington Beach, California,
1: the hyper local expert always wins. Dude, it's such gold. I I just encourage the audience, rewind that. Listen to that again. Listen to it at twenty five percent speed. Yeah, Take
2: notes,
1: dude. That is so good. Okay, gotta gotta ask you, Tom. Man, I, I wish I could talk to you all day. Honestly, there's so much gold that the people can get out of this. But I want to ask you personally. Like, you know, you're obviously super successful in your life. I, I'm a junkie. I call it for self development. So the you yeah. know the Tony Robbins, people of the world, that type of idea. And yeah. you know, there's no magic formula to success, but people implement routines in their life that drive success for them. And I'm curious as you know, for you right now, what are the routines that you implement that has made you more successful both in your business and your personal life? Control your weight, control your money,
3: control your environment, control the people you spend your time with. Like those four things. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's it's all discipline. So it's interesting for me like like, I'm, so I'm married 26 years, be 27 years coming up in October. I married my wife three times. You with me? Never got divorced. I just keep reminding her how much I love her and how much I appreciate her. And, you, Good know you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's just so awesome. everyone, everyone, every married guy right now watching, step up your romance. Like, come on, 2020, <laughs> stop being a can Um And I'm going to marry her again. She doesn't know it. Like, so it, we can't, we can't let the word get out. But That's I'm going to keep marrying until she says no. Right. And by the way, like, So what if I told you I have a routine in my schedule every week on Sunday in my calendar? It says, ask Kathy, how am I doing as a husband? Mm. That's a routine. And and I'm just looking for open feedback and dialogue. Like, baby, like I'm running a million miles an hour. I'm trying to help as many people as I can. And you know what she said since we launched this texting thing? She's like, hey, when you come home, like stay in the garage until you're done texting and shooting those videos. Mm. So when you come home, you're present. Wow. Like, hey, if I didn't ask her that, I wouldn't get that coaching. And that's you know huge. what? Like there's an old line in, in relationship management. Like what you don't want is hallway sex. Do you guys know what hallway sex is? You know. walk past your spouse in the hallway and you go,
1: screw you. Ah. Right? Like, <laughs> that's the best part. That's, that's worth this right? whole podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, ready? Obviously, I go to bed. I track on an app called Sleep Cycle for the last five and a half years. I'm averaging a little over seven and a half hours of sleep. I used to be at four, but there's a lot of study around if you want to ensure getting cancer, sleep less. Hmm. If you want to decrease the odds of you getting cancer, your body needs time to rest and to heal. So sleeping is a big part of that. Plus all of the brain stuff we know from Dr. Daniel Amen and others, your brain needs to like refresh itself. So I'm super focused on that. I'm to exercise this year, probably 300 times, combination of yoga, cardio, working out, and that just goes along with like the control your weight. 300, Luke. Yeah, I need to step, oh, up yeah, I step up my game, man. I'm game. at 260. Well, oh, but okay, but you might be doing 260 training sessions. I did, you know, several years back to back of 250 training sessions, and the challenge was like, I was like, I felt physically stronger than I've ever felt, but like my body was just getting tired, and I wasn't as flexible as I wanted to be. So mm-hmm. now I'm all about yoga stretching. and stretching. Yeah along with plus some cardio, yada, yada, Love that. every day, gratitudes, every day, reviewing my goals. Once a month, I read my 20 year vision to my wife. Right. And I, you know, we're four years into this 20 year vision about how we want our life to be. And it, you know, guys, it's hysterical, like four years in now she's like, Oh, we did that. Oh, we, and it, it's not like stuff goals. You mm. with me? I don't yep. have stuff goals. I have like, like walking my son down the aisle, So proud that he's getting married. Like Mm. the last two years, you know, in my vision, it was taking my boys individually and spending the day with them at their college, putting together their dorm, going to a couple of football games, being a part, inviting their friends over to the house. Like it's, I want more experiences and I've got this 20 year vision of all these things I want to experience in my life. At the end of it, at the end of life, guys, all you are is your memories, Mm. right? I'm just trying to design more magical memories with everyone i know and everyone i love and you can call that goal setting i I don't really think about it that way i just think like what are the things i want to experience this year and and by the way lucas the president of the company that could be like i want to do more revenue than i've ever done before Mm. you with me like that like that's an okay experience to go wow we hit x top line revenue we've never done that before but i don't know if that's as cool as like taking my wife for her birthday and having like you know a week in Paris or something. You know what I mean? Like right, yeah. those magical memories for me fire me up way more than, you know, the, you know, hit, hitting a number.
1: Hey, that's powerful. Okay. I got to ask, you. I know we're, I hate to say it low on time, but I got to ask, you, what would you go back and tell young, younger Tom? Nothing. I mean, look like, at I am a sum total of
3: every freaking mistake I made <laughs> in my life. The purple here, so hair. So if I got you reversed first, sure, I mean, yeah, like, you know, I don't know, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Close my wife sooner. Like it took me 18 <laughs> months of lead follow up to get her to say yes.
1: Um, <laughs> Even You think of your wife as a lead. That's awesome. you, Exactly.
3: Yeah. That's awesome. I, really true.
1: Yeah, guys. No,
3: no regrets. I mean, I.
1: That's awesome. I, man. I, you
3: know, here's what I, I guess. Here's the only thing I would say. If I ever piss somebody off to the point that they were truly angry at me for that person, I'm sorry right? Mm-hmm. As you get to know me, that would never be my intention. But outside of that, like, I don't give a shit, man. I'm so much more focused on the right now and where I'm going, but I do acknowledge and document everything we've done in the past. And I've got, I've got that for 16 years on our business and through my reading about my life or writing and, you know, tracking all. So I know it all. I don't want to repeat the same shit. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah
2: for sure. Dude, but that's no awesome. regrets. I love that. That's the first time we've heard yeah. that. Yeah. First time someone said nothing. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Tom. It was uh, amazing to have you. We all know where you can find you, TomFerry.com. You've got the podcast, the Tom Ferry Podcast Experience. You've got the video series, hashtag Tom Ferry Show. Um, Where else can people find you? Anything else you want to tell the folks listening?
3: My cell phone's 949-216-5466. 949-216-5466. Uh, we know in the world of texting, most people respond in, like, under five minutes. I'm not going to do that. Just letting you know. <laughs> will be and responding you, to you, you in the be, garage. <laughs> you, you, yeah, I, I might be in the garage. It might be on hours. It could be Saturdays and Sundays when my wife's out, you know, for a walk with her girlfriend. But but I really pride myself on responding to everybody. And, and, guys, I don't know, like, Josh, how long I can do that, right? But right now You're it's doing it really now. fun because – Yep. Yeah, people are just—they're—they're they're so vulnerable, and they're sharing what really matters to them. And that, for me, like, it, you know, like on my tombstone, like it's going to say, "I listened."
2: Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. Tom, thanks so much for being here, and thank you so much for listening. To dive deeper into this episode and catch the video, head on over to staypaidpodcast.com. dot com. We also have a ton of resources. We have a video that we made that we mentioned that will actually show you how to leave a review on iTunes. Yes, that'll be linked. So to no excuses your notes. now. Absolutely. We also have, we talked a lot about um, tracking your leads on this podcast. And Tom went through the steps of if you uh, look at where your closes came from, you have uh, closes from open houses, closes from your sphere of influence, closes from your geographic farming, your postcards. Maybe it's your American Lifestyle magazine. We actually have a lead tracker that we'll include a link to in this show notes, uh, uh, in the show notes for this episode as well, that already has tabs. For everything, Mm. so it's got postcards. It's got your Facebook ads. All you have to do is put in your conversion rates, which are the ones that you know, right? How many listing uh, appointments do you have to get to secure the listing? How many listings to sold, right? What's the percentage there? And then you can work backwards to figure out how many Facebook ads need to run, how many doors you need to knock on. Listen to James Vestini. Go back and listen to that episode. That was an incredible episode. It tells you how many door knocking and all that stuff. So you can find that at StayPaidPodcast.com, and if you're interested in supporting the show, two ways. First is to rate us five stars on iTunes, and the best way is to tell a friend about this podcast. Hashtag StayPaid on the, whenever you post Hashtag on social media. Stay StayPaid. Do us a favor there. If you want to get hold of me, Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com, or find us on Instagram. We are at StayPaidPodcast. For this episode of StayPaid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre and I don't know about you. Are you motivated? I mean, Pumped. just it's unbelievable.
1: Pumped. It's like... Just in the energy, can you feel the energy? I know you guys can feel the energy, even if you're listening to the audio of Tom. And just, you know, just that alone should inspire you. And when he said on the podcast that stood out to me as just a kind of kick in the ass, for lack of a better word to say it, is that if you're not busy all the time, like, what are you doing? What, what are you doing right now? And then it goes back to just like, what's that life by design that you're after? What is the, the, you know, the design that you want? There's so many action items. Josh just gave you a great one, which is you got to track. And, and I think Tom had said, hey, when you're at your best, what are the results? And where is that coming from? And tracking where your deals are coming from so you can get off that hamster wheel. I will encourage you that all of you right now Need to look at your database. And Tom had given you a stat that said you should be converting 10% of your database. That is a huge action item that you should go look and go, in my database right now, am I converting 10% of my database? And if I'm not, here's your action. You're not consistently connecting with them with relevant information that impacts them, that turns into the trust that Tom's talking about. And that's the key to this, is you have to turn it into trust so that they choose you. That's the key. That's your action item for this podcast, is go to your database, look and see, are you converting 10%? If you're not converting 10%, Look at how often you're contacting these people. Start contacting them more with relevant information so you can be the agent of trust and you can start converting that 10%. Remember, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry that we've worked in, exactly. Thank you, Josh. Top producers take action. Take action on that today.